the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Thursday. My goodness, this tropical weather is brutal. And we have uh, some heavy rain that is coming our way. It's Thursday afternoon. Welcome to lunchtime. Hope you enjoyed last hour with our friend Tim Dodd. Today is Thursday. It is July 8th. I want to say good afternoon. Everybody tuning in, part of our live stream that we like to do on Facebook Live. So we do that from 12 to 1. And then also we do One After Dark, which is really just the nighttime type show. It's almost like I'm doing stand-up. It's really actually a different type of program. It's caught on. It's actually become pretty popular. And then... We're always there if, in fact, there's breaking news. If there's breaking news, many times I'm always wondering, you know, what's going on at the scene? I wish there was someone there on the scene telling us exactly what's going on. Boom. There you go. You can depend on Juan to be there. Well, folks, listen, the rain is now not coming till uh, tonight. So I think the latest I saw is 7 o'clock. Tomorrow's going to be a washout, which means, listen, today's a good day to do some planting and stop by and see our friends at Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It is Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And right now, they have the homegrown hanging pots Still available 10-inch, 12-inch, also 14-inch moss baskets. You're not going to find anything this beautiful anywhere else. And then you have annual flats, annuals, 4-, 6-inch pots, 12-inch patio pots, large selection of perennials, vegetables and herbs, trees and shrubs, landscape materials, screen loom, mulches, dark pine, black, hemlock, crushed stone, Stop in and see them. They're having a great season. But the quality is fantastic. Plus, you shop local. The service is tremendous. Take a ride. Maybe you have the day off. Maybe you're on vacation today and tomorrow. Pop in and see my friends, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. And then you can also find them on Facebook. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Make sure you check out the website, depetro.com. Everybody on Facebook Live, if you caught last night's one after dark, I was predicting it and I was right. Uh, it is so biased. The media is, it's not your imagination. It's getting worse. I know a lot of people focus on some of the national issues regarding President Trump and some of the bias. I don't think people even recognize the double standards and the bias that is happening on a local basis. And folks, these are things, by the way, that you could be affecting. You could. They ultimately, you know, if people picked up the phone, And called Channel 10 or Channel 12 and said, why aren't you covering this story? They may run it down. I mean, it's got to be better than what it is right now. You know, don't just rely on Fox News Channel and Hannity and Tucker. Listen, you again, I'm not saying that they're always going to, but they should be. They should hear from people. They should hear from people. But check it out on the website to Petro.com. Brought by the Coesed Inn. A Rhode Island tradition since 1977, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Great menu, huge bar, the Coesed Inn. Now, if you visit depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, if someone on Facebook Live would be so kind as to just type that into the comment. Uh, At the very top, you see Listen Live, and then you have what we call the dashboard, which is, you can see Home, uh, Meet John DePetro, hello, uh, Radio Show, if you ever miss... One of the shows, it's all right there in library fashion. Shop, you can enter the shop. Advertise contact, but you go a little bit lower. And we have uh, so many original stories. ATV Madness, see that last night on Broad Street in Providence. They just go right through the red lights. Uh, Alorza doesn't do anything. Alorza is part of, Mayor Alorza is, is part of the woke progressive left Democrats that hold office in places like Providence, like places like New York City like de Blasio, like places like Chicago with uh, Mayor Lightweight, Lori Lightweight, and some other places where they basically just let all the activists run all over them. But if you look on that, you'll see ATV Madness, Broad Street, Providence. We have video of that as well. And then we have a couple of the stories, the rise of the Moors and the Pawtucket police. You know, look at this. This is Thursday. Still no answers from the Pawtucket police on you know, what? why didn't you do anything when you saw 11 guys 
in full military tactical gear doing military drills down by the river. They just, you know, ride by as if it's like some kids playing with a Frisbee. The rise of the moops or the moors. But at the very top, uh, you see BLM leader wants more black people with guns. Now, as I predicted last night. Now, folks, just so people understand the when I say like the biasness of the media, if that were, uh, let's just say you don't really have the Tea Party anymore. But let's just say that the um, the head of the Trump campaign had said that in Rhode Island. What we need is more white people with guns. Oh, my God. Yeah, huge front page reporters crawling outside the house. Reporters wanted because it's one thing if and understand this. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. It's one thing if um, most of the time they want original reporting. And what I mean by that is let's just say Channel 10 has someone saying something and they get the person on tape saying whatever it may be, right? Um, a good example is back during the 2010 gubernatorial campaign, I had on Frank Caprio. Caprio campaign was in free fall. Uh, he never surpassed Link Chafee. Frank Caprio could never get past, I think the highest he ever got was maybe 34%. He was always right around 28 to 32%. But Chafee came out right around 38. He settled around 36. And he never went, he would never went above 40, and he never went really below 35. So um, never forget that if Ken Block had not been in that race, who ran as an independent, John Robitaille would have won. John Robitaille was the Republican. Robitaille came on like a freight train at the end of that gubernatorial race in 2010. If that election had gone one more week, people say two, I think in one more week. But if you really take Ken Block out of the race, then Robitaille would have won. The other thing, by the way, just to finish the note on that, is uh, a good example. Now, listen, I, you know, I like to follow the creed of speak no ill of the, of the dead, right? Speak no, someone passes away, they don't have a chance to defend themselves. But that 2010 campaign, the final debate was at Rhode Island College. I was there on stage was then independent Link Chafee, Democrat Frank Caprio, John Robitaille, the Republican, and then Ken Block. And so you had, wait a minute, Robitaille. Block, Caprio. Wait a minute, then you even had one more. All right, anyway, it escapes me. But my point is, um, no, because there were four. I think it was, was it the Cool Moose? I think it could have been. But anyhow, the point of the matter is, at the time, and again, rest in peace, but Bill Rapley was beyond biased. And Bill Rapley was attacking Robitaille. And, and Bill Rapley was doing the bidding for Chafee. And he really attacked Robitaille on immigration. And it was really unfair. And, um, you know, now it's going to bother me. Hold on. I can't believe I am, like, blanking out on this. Folks, again, bear with me. 1214, uh, 2010. Uh, um, I, I understand I'm live on the radio. R.I. Gov race. Because Caprio then finished third in that particular race. So um, the final numbers were, oh, was it only the, yeah, it was the four of them. It was the four of them, right? Yeah. Chafee, Caprio, Robitaille, Ken Block. Okay. Block finished fourth, excuse me. Robitaille finished ahead of Caprio. Caprio finished third. So that's how that then came down. So, and then, um, yeah, the final polling numbers and so forth. But anyhow, my my point is, let me just get what the final number was. Yeah, John Robitaille, how about that? He lost 33.6%, almost 34%, Chafee to 36. He lost by two percentage points. He lost by less than 8,000 votes, less than 8,000 votes. And Ken Block received 22,000 votes. And then Caprio got under 80,000 votes. So anyhow, I was right. It was just the four of them. My point is, <coughs> in that final debate on Channel 10, Rapley, rest in peace, became like the fifth candidate on the stage. He was suddenly just on the attack. His goal was to take down Robitaille. 
And I actually had the four of them in studio right at the very end. I did a debate uh, in studio. And in that debate, it was very obvious that that the uh, race had shifted because Link Chafee only attacked John Robitaille. He was ignoring Caprio because it was it was um, John Robitaille that was coming on strong. So anyway, folks, but to get back to it, BLM leader wants more black people with guns. So I'm going to hold it up. There it is. Brother Gary. And he had his article, and I give them credit to the Boston Globe. I did talk to him, and he reaffirmed and confirmed it. I, I was talking to him freely. I guess I should have got it on tape, but I said I want to quote you. But the leader of Black Lives Matter, so he is peering up with the rise of the Moors. And his quote is, you know, why can't the Moors be here? People should be proud to have them in the community. We need them here. Quote, we need more black people with guns. Brother Gary of Black Lives Matter. Folks, how is that not? On the lead store, we need more black people with guns. What do you hear about Mayor Lorza? We need to get the guns off the street. What do you hear from de Blasio? We need to get more guns off the street. What do you hear from Governor Dan McKee? We need to get more guns off the street. I mean, it's become the rallying cry for them. It doesn't matter that you know, the things that they're proposing, are none of them are going to make a difference because it's what it's really about is getting criminals off the street. What, it, what it's really about is showing support for police, supporting law enforcement, making police know that they do, in fact, have our support. Uh, the, the, Eric Adams that just won the Democrat mayoral primary in New York City, he ran on crime. He's going to carry a weapon. He's going to carry his own gun. So that is now again, he, whoever wins that. I mean, I, I wish it would be my friend Curtis Lewa. But but my point is, where is the media on this? How is that not a story? But we, we, I, black people need more guns. I even quote this, the Boston Globe story. I called him. He was not misquoted. We need more black people with guns. They're embracing them. They're embracing the rise of the Moors. And I also want to address, and I'm going to address it in just a moment, because I, I, some people have some misguided thoughts about the Constitution. Um, by the way, also, the rise of the Moors, the Boston Globe, I want to give credit to them. Folks, I give credit to media when I have no problem giving credit to certain individuals. Um, they have a number of different stories. Rise of the Moors groups arose from a growing national sovereign citizen movement. But the Boston Globe has a story. Rhode Island's Rise of the Moors, a quote, living in an imaginary island, said someone. Because they just take, as you heard, Tim Dodd, our legal expert last hour, saying they just take a, a mix mash. Now, you know, I, I sometimes, I, I don't like to discourage people from getting involved. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's 1219. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. If you're watching on Facebook Live, please click the like button at the top of the page. That way you get notified when we go live. And if you'd be so kind as to share with your friends and other followers that you're watching the program, then they can also join in on all the fun, as we like to say. Now, um, but I, I don't like to discourage people, but all I would ask many of you is if you're going to comment on things, Feel free to read the article. You know, so many times we have people that they feel like, well, that's my opinion. You know, opinions are like, I don't want to give the expression. I think you know what I'm going to say. Opinions are like people's behinds. Everybody has one. But what social media does is it brings you into people that they don't use any facts to come to their conclusion. You know, well, you, you know, there are you want to. Read a lot and then come to your own conclusion based on what you've read to the opinion that you feel comfortable with. But by the way, is always guided in facts or it always has to be founded in facts. So but I had someone posting of like, hey, listen, if you want to support the Second Amendment, then it's got to be for everybody. Excuse me. That, that, That is a false statement. 
hey, that's just my opinion. You know, I believe in the Second Amendment. It should be for everybody. <clears throat> that's wrong. And I, I, I hate to use this perch or position or platform to call people out. But not only is that wrong, I'm going to tell you what's wrong about that. Number one, this rise of the Moors that Brother Gary of Black Lives Matter is embracing. They have a home when they get sprung from the can. Now, they're back in court tomorrow. I don't think the judge is going to set them free. But they're more than welcome to set up headquarters at Black Lives Matter in Pawtucket, from what I'm told. Now, if he changes his mind, goes in a different direction, that's one thing. Right now, that's the direction he's taking. By the way, his comments rocketed across the activist community. And no one other than myself is reporting on it. The Boston Globe has the quote. And they bury it in the lead. That should be their headline. That's a, that's a very provocative headline. What we need is more black people with guns. That is the exact opposite. For, cert, that's certainly not the teaching of Martin Luther King. And that's not the teaching and that's not what you hear from all these other officials, whether it be Mayor Lorza or Governor McKee or whether it was at the time Governor Mundo, their mantra was more guns off the street, not we need to make sure that everybody in South Providence is strapped, right? The way to cut down on the crime problem is we're going to start handing out handguns or around Prairie Avenue and around, you know, into uh, the West End and over in uh, Wiggins Village. We're going to start handing out revolvers and we think that's going to cut down on crime. That's not the message that they've been spreading. But my point is this rise of the Moors, the number one. They don't have a driver's license. So let's just start with that. Driving is a privilege. Driving is a privilege. No one, you can't just get behind the wheel and drive. Number one, you're going to be 16, number 16 and a half. You've got to pass a test. You have to have a registered vehicle. You can't have all these citations. So as much as some people may say, hey, it's my right to drive. Actually, it's not. It's a privilege. You could take the bus. You could take the train. You could walk, you could ride, you could ride a bike like Mayor Alorsa, but it is not your God-given right to drive an automobile on the roads. Now, the second thing, the Second Amendment. Now, first of all, if this person that put, hey, if you want, you know, Second Amendment's got to go with, it's got to be for everybody, time out. These guys, the 11 of them, the rise of the Moors, they're not, they're saying that they're not U.S. citizens, they're saying they're foreign nationals. They're Moroccan, are from Morocco. That's why the Moors, Moroccan descent. So they, their, their own argument undercuts their argument. If you're from, let's just take them at their word. Even though one was born in Providence, the other one was born in Pawtucket, three more were born in the Bronx. But let's just take them at that. I'll take them at their word. That they're foreign nationals from the island of Moor. Right from the island of Morocco. We're not U.S. citizens. No, we're we're foreign nationals. We're Moors. Okay, if that is the case, then our Constitution does not apply to those individuals. Much like you know, when an illegal comes in here and said, "Hey, I have freedom of speech." Time out. Freedom of speech applies to American citizens under the Constitution. So the person that was posting this, hey, if you want to believe in the Second Amendment, my only point is. I don't like to discourage people from commenting, but at least read the blanking story. Like there are these people, they have no clue what they're talking about. You, and, 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 and it's not a matter of like, that's my opinion. You don't know what you're talking about. If someone said, listen, I recognize, and on top of that, let's talk about a get a, get a gun license. How many people listening or watching right now you obtained in this state, you have to have a license to have a firearm. It's not like that everybody, everywhere. But it's like that here. It's like that in Massachusetts. It's certainly like that in New York. If you think that your Second Amendment right trumps everything, that it absolutely, the other stuff is incidental, tell you what. Ride down to New York City, go to Times Square, pull out a shotgun and start walking around and see what the reaction is to your Second Amendment right. Do you realize the number of people that have been arrested for having a gun in New York City or in, or let's just say, Times Square? How many people arrested? How many people want to challenge? It's my Second Amendment right. Not in New York City, it's not. No, you cannot. So this business of the gun license. Now, in Rhode Island, 
I don't know what it's exactly like in Massachusetts, but you've got to be 18 years old. You have to pass a test. It's not like that everywhere. But it's like that here. So to just say, hey, Second Amendment, they have the right to bear arms. Wrong. No, different states have different variations of that. In certain states, it's looser than others. New York City and Chicago have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. Far stricter than Texas or Florida or Georgia or Oklahoma or any of these other places. Now, I don't expect everybody to know this stuff. I don't. And I don't expect everybody to be fully up on well-read in the law. But if that is the case, and you're so busy, and you don't know all the ins and outs and everything else, my question is, why are you commenting on it? Like that? No, that's not your opinion. Opinions should be based on facts. Not just, in my opinion, if you want to support the Second Amendment, it's got to El Rongo. No, doesn't go that way. No, it's got to be for everybody, in my opinion. No, read the story wrong. And this is, I don't care what anybody says. Listen, I'll tell you what this is, by the way, at 1227. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Jack Calvino. Now, listen, if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, involved with a slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, folks, Fight back, call Jack. Call him today, free consultation, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online at fightbackcalljack.com. 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined in his office. You need a fighter. You have been injured in an accident, motorcycle accident, auto accident, workplace injury, maybe a slip and fall. It would be great in a perfect world. The other party, where you're entitled to be compensated for your injuries, if they would say, we're going to do the right thing here and take care of you. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. That's why you need to fight back and call Jack. Free consultation. Just dial 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com. Now, I want to give a good example. I'll tell you exactly what this is. With Brother Gary, the leader of Black Lives Matter. Telling the Boston Globe, and I will get him also. He said it to me. I talked to him. All right, I should have. I wasn't prepared to tape him at the time. We we're running short. I will get audio of him saying that. But I'll tell you exactly what this is. This, to me, is another uh, Sheldon Whitehouse Bailey's Beach Club. That's what it is. That there, This is one of those stories that the local media, they want to be so cautious, and you can't upset Black Lives Matter. And we don't want them coming and picketing outside of Channel 10 in Cranston. Or we don't want them picketing outside Channel 12 in East Providence. Or wherever it may be, we don't want that. We don't want them, blah, blah, blah. So, therefore, we're going to give them a free pass. Sheldon Whitehouse, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, as a member of an all-white club. Well, we, we learned that is certainly a story. As a matter of fact, it was a rocketed national story. And that... That, I mean, that was a breakout story. But locally, the local media gave him a pass on that. They didn't want to get into it for different reasons. He did plenty of interviews. No one asked him about that. I'll give credit to Go Local Fraud. They did go after him on that. But to the rest of them totally gave him a free pass. The Brother Gary comment that what, what needs to happen here is we need to provide black people in Rhode Island, we need to give everybody a weapon. I mean, it is beyond me that that is not picked up. But I am telling you, I know a story when I see one. That is the complete opposite. That is not the teachings of Martin Luther King. That is not the I have a dream. When Martin Luther King talked about I have a dream, his dream was not for every black family in South Providence to be given a handgun. I don't, I don't remember that part of the speech. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Even critical race theory doesn't go that far. But notice how they won't touch it. And the double standard is, if that had been said by a Republican elected official at the statehouse, boom, major story. 
Channel 10's outside the house. We tried to catch up to him, you know, Mike in the face, the whole thing. Uh, everybody else exploding on it. White supremacy. Look at this. Warmongers. If we don't have it anymore. But the Tea Party, the Tea Party really, or if this had been like a back the blue person, if a supporter of the police, a back the blue, or if a Republican representative, you know, for anyone, God forbid, was involved with the Trump campaign locally, had said, well, I think the solution is we need to make sure white people have guns. I, I it, the, This would be team coverage. Our coverage tonight starts off. We have team coverage tonight. We're going to start with Brian Crandall outside the home. Then we're going to go to, you know, this one who's up, uh, Katie, you know, whatever, another reporter. is Parker Gavigan's at the State House for reaction. And then we have our third reporter in front of uh, Black Lives Matter headquarters. Folks, I mean, to the hilt, they would go ballistic on this. But the leader of Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, who I've interviewed more than anybody, for him to come out and say, I support the rise of the Moors. We need more of that. When they get out of the pen, when they get sprung free from the joint, when they finally walk out of the can, they can set up shop. At Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island headquarters in Pawtucket, we're going to have members walking around fully strapped, AKs and everything else. Folks, for the life of me, I can't wait. If that happens, I, I am telling you right now, I will be the first one there to do a Facebook Live. And then the rest of the media can sit back as, boom, again, this thing's rockets. But that's what this is. This is another Bailey's Beach Club. This is the local media has decided, you know, we don't want to... You know, we don't want to upset Black Lives Matter, and we really don't want to give them any negative coverage. That's why we continue to say peaceful protesters, and we continue to push this narrative that the police were wrong for pepper spraying. Uh, we're not going to report the full story, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's, it's more of the same, and it's very, very biased. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service. Now, listen, auto sales and repair... They're located 380 Valley Street in Providence. Call Michael Salvatore today, 401-331-0925 for state towing service, auto sales, and repair. Now, you hear me mention uh, all this rain that we have. Just a reminder, with all this, right now, this tropical air, and you have uh, all the algae and the moss and the green stuff, folks, you need Jamie's Power Wash. Call him today, 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash, J. Freitas Construction and Deck Staining. You've heard me talk about him as a handyman, but right now, this time of year, he will power wash your deck. He'll stain your deck. Professional power washing and deck staining, it'll look fantastic. The before and after photos are terrific. You can find them on Facebook, and then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. Call them today, 401-837-4545. I also want to say this. I want to be very clear. I hold no animosity towards Brother Gary. None. He's speaking his mind. He's being right out front. He's not hiding anything. I have no idea. Well, those that have uh, seen the interviews, I've done so many with him. Uh, you know, we have a good rapport. I basically uh, have, you know, I think I, I feel safe and comfortable saying I've interviewed him more than probably than anyone. But he's not hiding what he's saying. But for the life of me, I, I just it's it's unbelievable that the local media chooses to pass on it and won't say anything about it. And it's basically intimidation. You know, that's what it led to last year. That's what that was all about. But they're also finding the media is finding that when the people speak up, if you listen to the public, they'll tell you where they come down on things. Right. The, the uh, election in New York City. The election in New York City where they just elected Eric Adams. He basically well, it seems like he won the uh, Democrat primary to be the next mayor of New York City. He um, he opposed the defund the police in a crowded field of candidates. And a lot of them were pushing for defund the police. He said, absolutely not. And I love there's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal because lives matter. 
New York City Democrats have decided <clears throat> that the city's next mayor should be a former cop. Like the residents of other U.S. locales suffering pandemic violence following the political left's successful 2020 campaign against law enforcement with the help of the media, New Yorkers are voting to refund the police. The latest news follows a Republican mayoral nomination for the founder of the Guardian Angels and this finally bipartisan agreement in New York City. The next mayor must enable police to protect the citizenry. And Eric Adams, the Brooklyn Borough president, former police officer who made public safety the centerpiece of his campaign, won New York City's Democrat mayoral primary. So he will face off, as I said, against Curtis Sliwa. If he were to win Eric Adams, he would be the city's second black mayor, who was actually a terrible mayor in David Dinkins. But, folks, my point is, I don't care. You know, don't listen to what the media will say. Like, you know, let me say this at 1237. And I am going to play some sound in just a moment. But, see, it's not lost on me. That you don't buy into all this foolishness. You, all those idiots standing outside the Providence police station last Saturday, defund the police. They're pepper spraying children. They're beating children. Police are killing children. You know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. The media won't push back. The media won't call them out on it. You know, the, the Black Lives Matter PAC leader <clears throat> that was pushing false, pushing forward lies. Police were beating children. Lie. Police were purposely pepper spraying infants. Lie, lie. No one pushed back on him. And they're so emboldened standing there. But you're not fooled by it. The general public is not fooled by this foolishness. But the media goes along with it. And you know what's really interesting to me is the fact that despite the fact that the media in New York City was basically trying to say these are peaceful protesters and police are the problem. And because uh, a drug addict in Minneapolis with a bad heart died, uh, those people have the right to smash, riot and loot all these stores in downtown Manhattan. But the general public said, no, we're not buying into that. That's not what I see. You know, when last year, when the protesters ran on to 95, right, right by the mall, and Channel 12 was leading with the story saying, state police pepper sprayed peaceful protesters on night. You, you saw through that. You know, you were enough, and thank God I was there, but you saw the general public was like, time out. No, the state police were pepper spraying to get them off 95 before someone got killed. The media chose not to report that a 15-year-old was in the group and almost got hit and run over by a car, encouraged by adults to go on the highway. There were several children under the age of 18, encouraged by adults to go onto the highway. Be a martyr. Stand there, and if a car hits you, you're dying for the right cause, which is what? And what do they report instead? State police turned violent with peaceful protesters tonight as they were pepper spraying them on the highway near the mall. That is not what happened. State police were mortified that protesters encouraged young adults and children under the age of 18 to risk their life and go on to 95 and try to stand there as cars were going 80 miles an hour. And their way to get them off was to literally chase them off with pepper spray. How many people died from the pepper spray? None. The uh, melee in South Providence, how many people died from pepper spray in that neighborhood? None. It's an irritant. It disarms you. It's effective. It immediately, you know, your eyes are burning. You've got to wash it off with either milk or water. You're eventually fine, but it just throws you for those seconds and it quells the situation. It's very effective. But you never would have known that. Oh, my God. And the, you know, the progressive uh, activists and the independent media, these are weapons of war. This is use of, you know, pepper spray is a use of lethal force. Because if, if you are anemic and you also have asthma and you are over the age of 70 and you're obese, uh, that couldn't compromise your immune system. Yeah. What are you talking about? 
then they then those people shouldn't be fighting with the police. Why don't we start with that? Folks, on this Thursday, I want to remind you about J. Perry paving. Have you been thinking about getting a driveway paved? You have, listen, it improves the quality of your property and improves the look of it. J. Perry paving, letter J, Perry paving. Always provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects, residential commercial, call J. Perry Paving today. Ready? 401-732-1730. Someone could put that number in the comments on Facebook. 401-732-1730 for J. letter J. J. Perry Paving. They are a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or how small. And whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. That needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. The blacktop, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Check them out. They're also on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one has a better package for veterans. If you're a veteran or you're related to a veteran or friends with a veteran, if you know a veteran that needs their driveway paved, contact J. Perry Paving today, 401-732-1730. All right, folks, at 1242, again, good afternoon. It's Juan, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I I just find it, um, I do, I find it annoying you know, um, there's no, uh, no, my tropical storm warning. I feel bad for anyone on vacation this week. Although last night was beautiful in the late afternoon. Friday looks like a total washout this weather. All right, so now I'm looking at the rain could maybe be 8 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow looks like a real rain day. So Saturday is not looking great either. My God, this storm, these clouds just will not leave our area. Now, I am going to talk about critical race theory because I think it's one of those things that people need to wake up on. Not enough people are aware of it. The teachers unions are fully in on it. Now, how about this? Here's another story that the local media won't tell you about because they have decided they're only going to do positive stories about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter chapter calls American flag symbol of hatred only used by racists. So you in Rhode Island, you have Brother Gary saying that uh, black people need to start stocking up on guns. Black people need guns. Uh, that is a quote. Black Lives Matter chapter in Utah has called the American flag a symbol of hate, one only used by dumb racists. When we see black Americans, when, when we black Americans see this flag, We know the person flying it is not safe to be around. Black Lives Matter, Utah. What a, you know, I'm going to touch on my thoughts on the flag in a moment. When we see this flag, we question your intelligence. We know to avoid you. It's a symbol of hatred, wrote the chapter, the founder of the BLM organization. The rant continues where the group asks why every racist wears that flag and flies that flag. Because it's a symbol of hate. This country has created genocide under the flag. We will not pledge allegiance to that flag. We will not stand for the national anthem. We will not respect a piece of cloth that you respect more than black lives. No, in Rhode Island, it is filled with racists who all support the American flag. Well, that part they did get right. Because like many of you, I I love the American flag. And I like when you have a new flag and you take it out of the package. And when you look at the way it's made and the way it's created, I think the American flag is, it's just such a a beautiful symbol. And it's also, um, like many of you, I mean, um, the Olympics coming up, as much as I'm going to be rooting for any American athlete that won't support the flag. But to me, at 1245, good afternoon, it's Sean DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. There's there's just something that you picture 
And what a moment that must be. And I've interviewed some Olympic athletes. And many of them have said that they, they have to go back. When they're standing there on the medal stand, and the United States have taken the gold medal, which means their flag, you have the three flags, right, for gold, silver, bronze. They're going to be raised to the rafters, the gold, the top one. And although they're three different countries, the national anthem they will play will be the national anthem of who got the gold medal. There is, um, there's just something about when you watch that. And I remember, you know, when you're young and even watching the Olympics, you recognize this is something significant. This is something that gives you goosebumps. This is something that it just gives you a chill when you see and, and the mouthing the words and the pride and what they've accomplished And when I've interviewed different athletes that have won the gold in the Olympics, you know, whether it is um, Ruzioni with the Winter Olympics or Jim Craig or various other people that I've interviewed over the years that have won the gold medal. They always say they had to go back and watch a videotape of it because in their mind in that moment, it is just a flush of emotion. They cannot believe that after all those hours, let's just say a swimmer, all those hours in the pool and all the training. And the parents driving them to practice. And all the swim camps. And in grammar school. And then in high school. And then in college. And then there they are on the other side of the world. And after all of that work. And dedication and sacrifice. They are standing there on a platform. They have a gold medal around their neck. And they are watching the American flag go up. And the national anthem is playing. And it is such a beautiful moment. But they all say they have to go back because it's it becomes almost like too much to comprehend. So now for people to try to they are they are trying to ruin the country. They're trying to ruin the fabric of the country. It's despicable. It's disgraceful. But I want to be very clear about something. I'm not going to be silent about it. I'll let the other people be silent. So it, it is not racist to love the flag. It's not racist to support the country. And I am so glad that these elections, whether it be New York City, and there's going to be more of them, that people are saying, uh, I support the police. This is lunacy. And and what, what troubles me locally is that the local media doesn't even push back on any solutions. And as I said this the other day, folks, and again... Good afternoon at 1248. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. When you go to the website, by the way, visit the shop. We have great items for sale. You purchase great merchandise, plus then you're supporting the show. It's in the shop, shop at dipietro.com. But no one asked the irony that on Saturday afternoon... That Saturday early morning hours, that Massachusetts state trooper, he was dedicated, training, calmness, uh, 11 guys, fully, fully armed, fully strapped, rifles, shotguns, AR-15s, AKs, assault weapons out there, side of the road. He basically stumbled into a terror cell. He, let's call it what it is. He stumbled into a terror platoon. I don't believe they were going to Maine for training. I'm not sure if they knew where they were going, but that was not going to end well. Not with body armor, bulletproof vests. They have been training, fully stocked weapons. I don't know where the end result was going to be. I've heard numerous things. There's a lot of rumor that eventually on Monday they were going to be in Bristol. And that would have been a mess if they had showed up and opened fire at the Bristol Fourth of July parade. But there were a lot of parades. So there's a number of different things to choose from. I've heard that there was another rumor they were going to be at a fireworks. And as the fireworks were going off, they were going to start firing. And then people just think, oh, that must just be the fireworks. But what is just so ironic to me. Is at 1.30 in the morning, he, he stopped. I, I don't know what the 11 Rise of the Moors were going to do. But you don't travel like that if you're going camping. You don't travel like that if you're doing a little weekend fishing. 
11 guys strapped with weapons in full military tactical gear, a squadron ready for battle and war. That's what he stumbled upon. Remain calm, nine and a half armed standoff on 95. And with these idiots, local, and it's not Brother Gary. He was not there on Saturday. He was there Friday, but he wasn't there Saturday. Standing in the rain, the Black Lives Matter pack people, standing there in the rain, still having, in the pouring rain, umbrellas, the whole thing, still having this stupid little defund the police rally because a couple of nitwits and criminals got, you know, got uh, caught in the crossfire of some pepper spray. Like, completely tone deaf to the fact that you're screaming that the police are the problem because a couple of people, uh, people known to law enforcement who were fighting with police in a neighborhood feud caught some pepper spray, right? As if the police are the problem. But no mention, no one in the media asked them, do you have anything to say about the, the group that left from Rhode Island, all black, 11 of them, fully strapped weapons, shotguns, AR-15s. I'm hearing now that they had access to a machine gun. I don't know if that's true. No one thought to say, in comparison, don't you see why you don't defund the police because of that situation? Who would have stopped them on the highway? A social worker? If we didn't have law enforcement, what do you think groups like the Rise of the Moors end up doing? Folks, this is this business of them, of, hey, we're a militia. We're an all-black militia, and we are not citizens of the United States, and we're all changing our names. I mean, this has all the makings of people radicalized. And by the way, as I pointed out, none of them have any idea what they're talking about. Now, I know it's the leader, Jamal, and he is friendly with Brother Gary. And Brother Gary, he, you know, vouches for him. Oh, no, good guy. They're more than welcome to come around to the headquarters, the whole thing. Um. This, this is going to change the tone. This is going to change the tone. I mean, we've had, think of this, we've had problems with protests. Now, Harrison Tuttle, who's the Black Lives Matter PAC leader, he, the, the media, they don't even like to remind him that three people showed up with handguns when they had the protests at the Rhode Island State House in March. Media won't even bring it up. Oh, yeah, that, that was just a couple of people. Yeah, okay. It was only three handguns. Yeah, just, you know, it was only three handguns. Right. So nothing to worry about. There's only three. Much like, you know what, with OJ, there really wasn't a lot of blood in the Bronco. There was a little bit of blood from from Ron Goldman. There wasn't a lot of blood in the Bronco. So let's like let's not nickel and dime over that. There were only three people with handguns. But if you have Rise of the Moors showing up at protest with Shotguns, AR-15s, and the like. Well, this is going to take on a different tone, right? If they're going to be in full body armor, tactical gear, this has all the makings. There is a battle going on right now within Black Lives Matter. The media won't talk about it. The Pawtucket police don't want to acknowledge it. I'm telling you about it because you have the gangs that are battling out. But I'm telling you that the rise of Moors, they're another level. You know, the leader, I mean, come on, four years in the Marine Corps. He has real training. He's training his platoon. They're gearing up for war with someone. They're not saying who. But don't. But, folks, we're going to cover it because I think it's I know it's important. And it's very obvious the media has no interest in covering that story. None. Now, listen, I know I mentioned critical race theory. I'm going to play some of it next hour. This is a battle you need to worry about within your schools. I know it's summertime. Critical race theory is making inroads. You know, it's even a month ago when our friend Nicole Salas, the mom in South Kingstown, spoke out. She was then attacked by the cackle. Another, uh, you know, someone on the basically doing the bidding carrying the water for the teachers unions and uh, oh no there's no such thing as critical race theory the listen the teachers unions are saying they fully support it i mentioned some of that last hour picture next school year that in lincoln public schools or sake smithfield uh do the kids really need to celebrate in school george floyd's birthday is that really like a holiday that we're really don't want to go for like 
I don't know, Ronald Reagan's birthday, maybe? We already have Martin Luther King Day. We're going to do George Floyd's birthday. We're going to start having guest speakers come in. Oh, this is a guest speaker. He was beat up by the police because the police are racist, much like your parents. Picture that in a classroom of like six, sixth graders. Think that will have any effect? Think that will have any bearing on the, how they start to view law enforcement? Yeah, that's critical race theory. Critical race theory in the teacher union. Again, we're going to talk about it next hour. Uh, some of the other people that are very interested in working with is, you guessed it, Black Lives Matter. So now we're going to have Black Lives Matter in the rise of the Moors coming into Winsocket Public Schools and Cumberland Public Schools and Johnston Public Schools and def- without question Providence Public Schools. Providence Public Schools, that's AFT, that's Randy Weingarten. And they're going to start to address the students and explain how the school resource officers are, is a uh, racist how the American flag is racist, how the police, uh, all they do is hurt people, how this country is built on lies and white supremacy. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't, I mean, do you think that that's the, the pr- proper discussion for a fifth grade classroom? Do you think that's going to have a positive impact on the children or a negative impact? Critical race theory is this is a country of racists. You're black. They're trying to hold you down. The system is against you. There's no opportunity. You are a victim. See that white classmate next to you? Racist parents, racist grandparents probably own slaves. You are entitled to reparations. By the way, I have that on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show on Facebook. Mayor Lords is moving ahead with Roger Williams University. They're going to explore reparations for Providence residents. Black residents of Providence, Mayor Lorza wants to start where they're going to get either monthly income or something like that. Just telling you right now, I'm not paying for it. Now, folks, this weather is uncomfortable. It is sticky. It is tropical air. You want to be nice and cool, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogie. Look for him on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. Now, right now, it's 1258. It is Thursday afternoon. And maybe you need a plumber or you need someone to check your, your cooling system. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401 401- 732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogie today. Remember what he says. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Maybe your hot water system. Maybe you don't have hot water in your home. Or you're having a problem with your cooling system. Gas, oil burners. Uh, go with R.E. Coogan and Heating today. 24-hour emergency service, 732-6562, 732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is Juan. It's John DePietro. Now, next hour in the Power Hour, we are going to bring you up to speed on, I mean, the Biden administration is falling fast. Gas prices are rocketing. And critical race theory is coming to your public school this September and October. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break and get a news update at 1 o'clock. We have another full hour to go on the program. If you are living outside of AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, you can listen online at the website, which is petro.com. Let's break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. You're listening to The John DePetro Show.